We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. Happy Saturday. Our normal trio is not totally together. Paul Brennell is out of town, so it is just myself, Jason Perrone, along with Mark Eckel. Mark, happy, well, today's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Saturday. Yeah, it was, you were almost by yourself today, Jason, if I didn't meet some technical problems. Hopefully we've, we've uh, ironed them out, so to speak. Yeah, you're a guru, so if anybody needs computer help, Mark Eckel's oh, the guy. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. I don't know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a writer, I don't do these things. I don't, I don't know how to use these Skypes and all this kind of crazy stuff we do. I don't know oh. nothing to, just ask me about the, tell, I can talk to you about the, you got Packer questions for me, NFL questions, I'm good to go. Got it. Well, questions, I am not, don't ask me. Ask somebody else. You are, in fact, a writer and a damn good one. So, And on that topic, we're going to steal. Too old for this. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> even I feel like that. My counterpart and co-host over Pulse of the Pack, Jake Westendorf, likes to remind everybody and me often of how old I am. So anyway. Uh, oh, wait. I, wait. When did you start? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to ask you how old you are. I, mean, I never do that. But when did you start watching? Like, who was, give me the year or so when you start watching the Packers? Oh, I'll share. I'm 43. I'll be 44 in about a month. And oh, I started, yeah, you're, I, yeah, you're old. Yeah, I'm, I'm way out of there. Now, I started watching the Packers in the mid-'80s. I think 86 was the first season I really kind of really paid attention to. So they were stoked, so the bad, they were bad when you were. I can claim, now I didn't suffer through the 70s and a lot of the 80s, but I can claim that I watched some crappy Packers before they got good. Yeah, 86 wasn't good. 
That was Randy Wright. Remember, we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, they got good that when that one year they 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 got okay. They um, I guess was one year pre Favre they were okay, right? Well, that was be what was the year that Magic wasn't bad? Uh, Eighty nine. Okay. All right. Yeah, they weren't bad. They were. They, just they should the have gotten in the playoffs that year, but the damn Vikings yeah, they just missed. Yeah. Now they would have. With the, I mean, not even this year. Back then, there was only five playoff. There's only one one wild card. Yep. So they really, you know, then I think they added them. I think after that year, because they went, you know, they won like ten games and didn't get in. Yeah, they went ten and six, and that was back when the it was the NFC Central and the Buccaneers were in it too. Yep. They were in the it. division. So they were in the division. All so right. all right. So as far as this week, so our guy, the guys yesterday, Andrew and Kyle on Friday talked about what the 2021 offseason might look like in terms of players that may or may not be back with the Packers and what the salary cap situation is going to look like. It was a nice discussion, so kudos to those guys. Uh, one of the things they talked about, we're going to drill down on today because, Mark, you wrote about it too a little bit, which is Aaron Jones, the running back, and he is kind of an interesting one to break down because there's a lot of varying takes and sides you can take on paying a running back, right? Right. And so those guys mentioned it, and they touched on it briefly uh, I just was looking up some some information. We all know Jones blew the heck up in 2019. He had previously had never played a full season. He he played in all 16 games in 2019, so he finally was healthy for a full year. And then that equated to him eclipsing the thousand yard rushing mark. He had 16 touchdowns. He tied Christian McCaffrey for the league lead in 2019, and his previous high was eight the year prior in 2018, and then he also caught three touchdown passes in 2019, was a lot more involved in the passing game. His production went up there from 206 yards in 2018 to 474 yards in 2019, so truly a breakout season. But now we get into that whole topic of conversation about the risk of signing running backs long-term. And, Mark, I don't know if we've ever had a drill-down conversation on your take on that. Oh, I'm not a running back. Um I don't believe in taking them early in the draft. Um, I don't think they're uh, – I don't, I don't want to say they're not important, but they're not – you don't win with great running. You win with great quarterbacks and great offensive lines and great defenses. I mean, look at some of the best running backs. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking recently. I don't don't give me Jim Brown with the Cleveland Browns or way back then. I'm talking, you know, Adrian Peterson, great running back, right? One of the greatest of our time, of recent times, right? What did he win, one playoff game in his career? Yep. You know, Barry Sanders. Everybody says what a great running back he was, right? One, I don't think he won a playoff game. Yeah. No, he won one. He won one. I actually covered it. They, they, they beat the Cowboys. I mean, great running backs. You don't win with a great running back. With all that said, Aaron Jones, I don't. I, I hate to lose him. But, but again, I'm not going to pay him crazy money. And what I wrote the other day for Packer re- Report is, and this could be good news to Packer fans, good news to the Packers, not good news for Aaron Jones and, and his agent, but – there's a whole lot of running backs that are going to be up next. That whole class, if you remember, um, that Aaron Jones's draft class, right? That was a that was con- that was considered a very deep and talented class of running backs, and for the most part, they all lived up to it or exceeded it. I mean, thirty running backs were were actually taken in that draft, and um, Aaron yeah. Jones was the fifteenth uh-huh. out of that thirty. Yep, on the hundred eighty second overall pick. And he certainly has, you know, more than done what 182nd pick should have done. But there's here are some of the names. Leonard Fournette was the first one taken, and he the, the Jaguars have not picked up his 50 year option, so he'll be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Christian 
McCaffrey was the eighth overall pick in that draft. Now, he obviously signed a gigantic contract with the Panthers um, just this offseason, so he's he won't be on the market. But he's the only one. Dalvin Cook will be up, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Tariq uh, Cohen, Marlon Mack, and then a guy after who was taken after um, Aaron Jones, uh, Chris Carson from Seattle will be up. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be a glut of running backs on the free agent market next year. And I, you can, I mean, a lot of them are very com- comparable to Aaron Jones. Yeah, they are. Well, that, that is helpful. It's helpful for the Packers because I would love to see Aaron Jones stay, but I'm, I'm more on the camp of beware because eventually that you get that drop off and some running backs fall off a cliff. Adrian Peterson is very much the exception, not the norm for the longevity right. of a career. And, and you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. It, His, yeah. uh, well, what were you going to say about Peterson? Because he, I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, just, it's incredible to me. He's still in the league. I know, really. And he's, like I said, he's a great back, but he's won one playoff game. He's been a part of one playoff win in all those years, right? I mean, so as great as he is and his, his longevity has been great. And, this, and again, I'm not saying he's the reason his teams haven't won, but as great as he is, a running back doesn't take you anymore. You know, that's why I think Carolina's making a big mistake. As great as Christian McCaffrey is, if they don't have a better quarterback, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, just looking at his so his numbers, like his cap isn't really isn't really high, but it's more the dead cap. So he's only slated to make seven point eight this season, but his dead cap is thirty two point seven. Right. Not that they're not going to cut him, but then next no. year next year his cap hit bumps up to twelve point five, and then twelve point nine in twenty twenty two. Now then, when you get into his twenty twenty three season, he'll be twenty seven years old. Sixteen point three million, sixteen point three again in twenty twenty four, and then down to twelve point yeah. two million in twenty twenty five, and then the dead cap doesn't really drop below ten million until twenty twenty three. Now I think Christian McCaffrey, you know, barring injury, is probably going to play the bulk of this. He just seems like a, a solid back. No, he's a but great nev- back. But you never know. But and again, the, and the case, well, the case of you never know is Todd Gurley and um, the other kid, Gordon, Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Both of them were high, high first round picks, right? Mm-hmm. They're not on the same team anymore. Both of them this year were, were released and went somewhere else. And I'm just saying, again, and I, like, I really want the Packers. I, I would like to – and, you know, Aaron Jones came out this week and, and said, you know, he want, he'd love to be a lifelong Packer. And, and that's what you want to hear him say. And, and then his agent was um, – I think it was ESPN.com that, that got a hold of his agent who said, yeah, they, they've been talking and they're going to con- continue to talk. And that's good. I mean, I, I would love to see Aaron Jones back. And I would like to see him sign a deal with, with the Packers. But a – Team, I'm, as a, because there's other players that are very important to the Packers as well. I would like to see him sign a, you know, a modest deal, not a crazy deal that that would prevent them from keeping some other possible free agents like David Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark and Kevin King. Just to them, and you know, I'd rather. I think they're more important, to be honest with you. Yeah, Bakhtiari and Clark for sure. Aaron Jones is only set to make two point one three million in, in twenty twenty. That's a steal. If he plays anything near what right. he did last year, Packers are getting a great value now. And that stems from being a low route, you know, low round pick, a low pick that he was. Yeah, right? so his final year doesn't bump up as much. So that's that's a, a benefit there. Well, just in the case of the two guys you mentioned, Gurley and Melvin Gordon, so they both the uh, Gurley had he got paid by the Rams. And then he didn't play right. out that contract, so the Rams had to eat some of that deal. He ended up only getting a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. He's only signed for 2020, and he's he's mm-hmm. gonna he's only making 5.5. So that, that so again, that's the name that I didn't that put that puts him back in the market next year. That's what I think. Aaron Jones is gonna. I, I don't know. 
and I'm sure his agents realize realize if 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 I have this list of names, I'm sure his agents have this this list of names. I mean, when there's that when when the market is that crowded, it's hard for a guy to get you know crazy money. As opposed to if he was the only running back available next year, then it'd be a crazy bidding war. It would go out of out of control. But I mean, who would you rather have? So like some of the guys I mentioned are Aaron Jones, Alvin Alvin Kamara, or or Aaron Jones. I heard they like Kamara in that draft, but Aaron Jones already knows the offense and he's been with the team for a couple of years. Well, no, I don't mean for the Packers. I don't mean for the. I'm saying if you're a team looking for a running back, oh yeah, you're going to sign a free agent running back, and you have your choice of you know Fournette, Cook, Mixon, Kamara, Hunt, Jones, Connor. I mean, again, you're not. You could pick and choose. You don't have to spend top dollar because there's so many of them. It's supply and demand. Yeah, and these guys like Melvin Gordon actually is a perfect case of watch out agent and player. Don't over overhype yourself because remember he's, he sat out yep. with the chargers and then he ended up coming in and playing finally. And all he ended up getting for a second contract was a two year deal. So he signed with Denver for 2020 and 2021. And he's only making right now, it looks like he's going to make 7 million in 20 and nine in 2021. And then he's a free agent again in 2022 when he turns 29 years old. There you go. I mean, that's, that's not what he was expecting, obviously. No, and, um, and that. And if you look at if you look at Jones's numbers compared to these other guys, uh, Jones's career numbers at this point, he's carried the ball 450 times, mm-hmm. which is less than most of these. Matter of fact, it's less than of the top ones. He's, it is the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, it's a little more than James Conner. Um, that's of of the top guys. That's the only one he's really less than. Um, he's gained 2,260 yards, which is like in the middle. Now his twenty-eight touchdowns jump jump out at him as a runner, and then he's caught eighty-four balls for seven hundred and two yards with four more touchdowns. So those twenty-eight rushing touchdowns and thirty-two total touchdowns that puts him behind only Christian McCaffrey. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, puts him third. Alvin Kamara has thirty-seven total touchdowns. So his total touchdowns, he's third behind McCaffrey and Kamara. His rushing touchdowns, he's he's first uh, with, with twenty-eight. One one more than Alvin. Kamara. Um, but his yards, I mean, you know, Alvin Kamara has 485 carries, so 35 more carries than for 2,408 yards. Pretty close. And he's also, yeah, but then he's also caught 243 passes for another 2,060 yards with 10 more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I think Kamara, if all these guys hit the market, I would think he'd be the most in demand. Do you agree? Yeah, oh, he would. Yeah, Kamara would be. Yeah. Because he's he's very productive there. And Aaron Jones has benefited from not as much wear on the, on the tires because he's been rotated in with Jamal Williams right. and, and some of those other guys, too. The Packers drafted A.J. Dillon, which to me isn't necessarily as much of a threat to Aaron Jones as I think it would be to Jamal Williams coming back maybe next year. But that's a whole year away. Well, Williams isn't going to demand a lot of money, though. Nope. No, of course See, not. I I have a, you know, the the conspiracy theorist in here. I don't know about it. Maybe I'm taking it a little too far. But having Dylan, again, I think Dylan's going to get more work than a lot of people think this year. I think they really like him. I think he's going to, and the more work Dylan gets, it's going to keep Jones's numbers down a little, which would also keep his salary down, right? You would think so. You would think so. And I, I hope, honestly, I hope you're right, because I want, as I cool off from the draft and all the confusion of it, and I think more of that had to do with, I, I'm along with the, the herd and that a lot of it had to do with the confusion of the, the value of the picks. These guys might end up being really good picks, the higher ones. But the, Matt LaFleur has got to install his offense here. Yeah, you want to you know make sure Aaron Rodgers is comfortable and all that kind of stuff. Rodgers is smart. He'll figure it out. It's fine. I hope A.J. Dillon does carry the load. Now, he carried a lot in college, 
So he right. comes in with with a lot of a lot of wear on himself. So the big thing is if he's healthy, he's got age on his side. I say ride the horse, and I hope I hope that he does. I hope he makes a big impact as a rookie. That can only help the offense if you're taking a, a lot of pressure off of the passing game. Yo, absolutely. I mean, I think they're. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Dylan's going to supplant Jones, but I think their carries are going to be. I don't think it's going to be. Um, you know, where Jones gets twenty carries and Dylan gets five in a game. Yep. I think it's going to be more like if, again, if, if if they carry if the if the Packers and they're going to run the ball more. It's like right. So if 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 they run thirty five times in a game, I think you might it might be twenty fifteen or even twenty you know or eighteen. Whatever, and Jamal Williams still still gets a couple too, maybe you know. Right. Um, I think actually, I I actually think Jamal Williams will be the third down back more than anything else because he is a good receiver. He's probably the best pass protector of the three, um, picking up the blitz and stuff like like that. So I, I would expect to see him mostly on third. I mean, it, it's a nice situation that they have with three, you know, three pretty good backs. I mean, Jamal Williams, he's not in that, he's not in Jones's category with the numbers, but. You know, he runs hard. He he does a lot of good things. Um, I mean, it's, it's a it's a it's a good situation, except that you know Jones and Williams are both going to be free agents. So you, you again, a, a lot depends on, in, in my opinion, and, and from dealing with contracts through the years. If Jones really wants to stay, he they may get a deal done prior to this, and that and that could be good for everybody. Then then it's not. I, I've seen guys struggle. I mean, it works both ways. I've seen guys have great years during a contract year because they want to put up big numbers for their contract, but sometimes it plays on their head a little bit too, and they and they try to do a little too much, and they wind up not being as good as that as they can because they're they're not concentrating enough on the game, and they're worried about what. And I don't think Aaron Jones is that kind of guy, but you just never know if, how things play on you mentally. Well, he seems pretty level-headed, and like he's gonna, he he's just going to run the way he runs, and and he's confident in his ability as he should be. He's He's proven that he can be very dynamic, and somebody's going to find value in him. I was just taking a quick peek at the salary cap next year. There's a lot, and the guys yesterday on Friday talked about it as well. Like the salary cap is is not a known entity for next year because we don't know no. we don't know if it's going to go up at all or it could go down depending on how the revenues end up in 2020. So right now, right now the Packers have a projected, and this is spot track. They just 33, 33 million, but you've got. You have to you have to assume that there's going to be an increased number for Kenny Clark and at least Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari, and then how much are you willing? Like my question for you, Mark, is is not to put you on the spot, but what would be the sweet spot or a number that you'd be okay with for a Jones contract, like average? I again, I don't want to go. I don't want to hit. I want to keep it under ten million a year. Mm-hmm. For sure, I'd, I'd like to get it done around seven and a half. Ooh, that would be a steal. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I know, but again, see what I've learned in two and from talking to players a lot. It's not the it's not the guaranteed money is what they care most about. Because you can give a guy a crazy. Oh yeah, we gave him five years, a hundred million, but it's all backloaded and it's not guaranteed. And guess what? He's never going to see it. Like Gurley, right? Gurley, the Rams. You know, they got rid of him yep. before a lot of that money cashed in. So. If, and, and, and the Packers are very good with this. The Packers are very good at giving um, huge signing bonus. They, they if, if you look, if you compare the Packers to other teams in terms of how they how they do their cap and and and, and how they work their 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 deals, they'll put the guaranteed money in that signing bonus. And players love that because that's their money that day. No matter what happens, they're not giving. They get hurt. God forbid they get hurt and can't play. Whatever or they their their play falls. 
that signing bonus isn't going anywhere but in their but in the bank. It's yeah, it's there. So, yeah, they're not giving that back. Um, so that's what you know. If they can c- come up with a deal, you know, five years, thirty something million, thirty, you know, maybe even close to forty million, but like give them twenty of it in a signing bonus, he might. I know the Eagles used to do this. I remember, and I didn't get I didn't get along with the front office at the time when Joe Joe Batter was the guy. But when we did talk, he would say like, every player has a number in in their head, and if you hit that that number, like you're talking about here, here's twenty million dollars guaranteed in a check. We're going to give you a check for. Sometimes that's hard for even though even though you know you might be able to get more. Sometimes it's hard to say no to twenty million dollars. Well, and there's something also be said if it's a team and if it's a team that you play for already and you've got a family, like that stuff matters too. Not having to move them, right? That's another thing too. Like players through the years. Now, some guys want to get out of it. If you're playing on a a team that's a bad, not not just a bad team, but a bad organization where they're always bad, and and you got drafted there, but you're not happy about it, and you just don't want to be there, then no, then it doesn't matter what they offer you. You want out, and you'll 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 take a deal with another team. But it seems like Jones, I mean, for him to come out publicly and say, I want to be a lifelong Packer, that didn't help his negotiations. I mean, that was just him being honest and saying, and it seems that for the most part, and again, we're Packer fans, so we're, it sounds like we're, we're you know, just being fans. But, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of players and a lot of teams. Packer players seem pretty happy. You know, they it's a, it is a good organization, and and they do kind of take care of their, their players for the most part. You, you don't hear many players complain when they do leave eventually it's like you know they they always thank the team. you know well, i thank for i thank every opportunity blah 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 you know it's it's a other than the cold weather if, if and if you can handle that it's a green bay's pretty good place to play as a i mean there's a lot of teams way below them when if, if you if you ask players where they want to play i think green bay's in the top Five or six. It's interesting because some fans have this conception that players don't want to come to Green Bay because of the lack of stuff to do. And it's just, I don't know, I, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm biased. I would never have a problem living there. And I would, I would, if I was an athlete, and I'm not, so that's another bias that I have because I'm not a professional athlete. I'd play anywhere I could. But it's, it, well, again, you're with you year. Well, I was going to say to your, well, no. and, and But there's more and more guys that are still, or some of them did. Like Coons was there year round. Oh, Jordy yeah. was there year round. A, a lot of the guys are, are kind of making that their home, but you don't have to. I mean, look, here's the reality. And you can verify this, Mark, because you've covered other teams and talked to a lot of other guys. You can sit here and talk about how great. Miami and Tampa are because the weather's beautiful. Carolina and, and L.A. and all that kind of stuff. Those guys go home too in the off season. They don't necessarily stay in, in those right. beautiful some, cities either, right? It's fifty fifty. Even in Philly, some guys stayed in Philly all all year round. Some guys went back to their homes in Florida or in California or in wherever it was. Um, it depends on the. A, a lot of times, it's depending on the on the guy's situation. Uh, if 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 he's if he's single, he generally goes back to where he's. From. You know, because he has family and friends there. If you're married with kids, you want your, or even if if you're married a lot, if you're married, you know how how that works. Where's what's your wife want to do? <laughs> Does your wife want to stay in Philly or stay in Green Bay? Then you're staying in Philly or Green Bay. If if your wife says no, we're going back to where my parents live in St. Louis, and that's where you're going. I mean, that's how that works. And a lot of times when when players have have children, you want to you don't want to be moving your children all all over the country, so you kind of stay put some sometimes, but. Um, you know, yeah, Green Bay's obviously. I, you know, I never lived in Wisconsin. Um, it would be a little cold for me. But again, you can go. You can have a house. You're you're making pretty good money, so you can buy a house in Phoenix. You can buy a house in Florida. You can buy a house anywhere. You know, you know, and have a 
have two two residents. That, that's not a problem for 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 a lot of guys, and a lot of guys do that as well. They'll they'll keep a place where they play and then have a place where they want. But I mean, what what I learned from players and and when they you know talking about um, where they want to play or where they don't want to play, winning's important. Obviously, I mean everybody wants to be on a winner. Well, Green Bay's for the most part, has been a winning organization for the last, what, 30 years now or so? Yep. Or more. Um, a couple of off years here and there, but for the most part, they've won as many other than the Patriots. They've won a lot of games. Um, you know, a solid organization. You know, you, you, the Packers, like I said, they, they seem to treat their players pretty well. Um, like I said, with the, whether it's the signing bonuses that they give out, um, they seem to honor their guys a lot. They, they And I... Talk to alumni. Talk to Packer alumni, and and you just hear. I've done a lot of uh, stories for the for the the NFL player site, and I have to deal with alumni sometimes. And those guys, no nobody takes care of their alumni like like the Green Bay Packers. It's not even close. I mean, they're 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 number one by. I mean, it's it's crazy how well, how well they, many, they treat their guys. To your point, look how many guys are still sticking around. In Green Bay, doing radio, Leroy Butler, Gilbert Brown, yeah, John Coon has his podcast with Jason Wildey. All those guys are still very connected, and they're willing to come back. And it, that speaks volumes, with a couple of exceptions. Obviously, we all know Greg Jennings had his his thoughts and feelings right. when he left, but then he wanted to come back too. So yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a good it's a good organization. I, and that's not to say that I think that Aaron Jones is necessarily going to take a discount per se to play in Green Bay. But, you know, he, what you said earlier, and I think there's a lot of credence to your point, which is, listen, don't, to agent and player, don't overdo yourself because you've seen, we've seen it backfire with some really high-powered guys in the past, Gurley and Melvin Gordon being the most recent ones, where they didn't necessarily get the money that they wanted. They're still getting paid very handsomely, but they're not getting anywhere near the kind of money that they wanted. And did they... Really have to change teams. In Gurley's case, there was an injury, and there he might not have had a choice. But I think Melvin Gordon, in his in his case, you know, I, I think he kind of overplayed his hand. Well, here's a question for you too. I mean, I'm sure there's some. I, I'm, you're going to tell me, oh yeah, that guy. Okay, there's one or two. But how many running backs have switched teams and did better for this their second team? I, I, off the top of my head, I really can't think of one. No. I'm sure there's somebody. I'm sure there's some one of our listeners will come up with, is listening to us now saying, oh, what about some? And I'm sure there is. But I, for the most part, I mean, I can think of a bunch of them that didn't do as well. Marshall, F- Marshall Falk else. is the only one I can think of. And he was traded. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a little different. Yeah. He was traded. He was So he was still at his – but, yeah, he did – well, he did good both places. But, yeah, he did better with the Rams, obviously. He had more um, years with the Rams, too. But they won, they won the Super yeah. Bowl and they were the greatest right. show on turf. But, yeah, that was a trade. That wasn't him leaving. Um, I mean, but like, there's so many that went other places and kind of just, you know, even recent, like, you know, you, you think Le'Veon Bell's going to do as well with the Jets as he did with the Steelers? Never. And even Adrian Peterson, he's still playing, but he no. has never, never been as good as he was in Minnesota. No. And um, and there's more. I mean, Eddie Lacy had some good years, but now he he kind of ate himself out of the league a little bit. But he was terrible in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? I guess Marshawn Lynch is one. Yeah, he probably did as well in Seattle. He was pretty good in Buffalo, but he. He probably did better in Seattle. At least the team did better. Yeah, he blew up in Seattle. He was that was big, and they won. And of course, they also and won, they won a championship. Right. And but he was good. It's not like he was bad in Buffalo. Well, when you pay a big running back, anytime you pay a player premium dollars, there's going to be a, a trickle down in some other players that you can't keep. So the Packers hopefully have their list of guys. Like I think two names that are going to be really interesting to watch going into the 
2021 season are Corey Lindsley and Kevin King because I, I I'm split 50 50 on whether or not the team even attempts to bring either one of them back. See King, I would go to King now, and I I wrote this couple weeks ago about uh, about the, the five big free agents. King right now doesn't have a lot of leverage, right? He's been hurt. He I think I think when he's played, he's been very solid. Um, but the problem is he's missed a lot of time. So I would go to him now with a decent but not crazy deal by any means. You know, I'd, I'd look at other corner, what other corners of his ilk are making and say, hey, listen, this is what we're going to give you. And if I'm him, i got to think about taking it because if he goes out this year and gets hurt again, guess what? Nobody, he's getting a one-year minimum deal from, you know, a prove-it deal. Right. So he that, that's a guy you might be able to get, again, depending on what the coaching staff and general manager and front office think of him, um, if they think, you know, he's he does have a bright future and if he can get over the, the injury bug, yeah, go to him with a, you know, a – a fair but team friendly deal, and he because he like he's the one guy that, that doesn't have leverage. I don't think because he, because of his injury situation the last couple of years. Well, and I have to wonder what he and his agent think because everyone's going to try to beef up what they did, and he had a really good 2019 season. So, do they necessarily agree from a money standpoint? They'll probably really try to highlight that performance and say, sure. well, when he plays a full season this is what he can do, and health is just something that's completely out of our control and totally unpredictable. Again, I corner to me is a very important position. We've seen so many bad corners here. I would like to keep King and Alexander together for the foreseeable future. I, I think that I think if you have if they can get a deal done with King that doesn't again that doesn't ruin the cap and and blow it up, and you have Alexander, well, that that's a big load off Mike Penton's mind that he at least you know what I'm saying and and the team because corners. Good corners aren't, they don't fall off trees. You and I lived through Ahmad Carroll, and I know a lot of our listeners did too. So Carroll Buckley. Cannot be overstated. Yeah, and that was, that was an interesting case. I think we, the Pack, well, the Packers had Buckley when he was the least emotionally mature in his life, and then he, and then he got his act together and actually did okay when he went to, yeah. he went to New England, right? Or did he go somewhere else first? I, I, I thought he went to Miami. Am I wrong? Might have been in Miami. He played in New England for a while too. Yeah, he. But he. But but the sad part was they took him over Troy Vincent. Which, if you know anything about Packers fans, when they pass on a Badger, a Wisconsin guy. <laughs> yep. So I mean, you know, that's... Troy went to six Pro Bowls and was a model citizen and everything else. I mean, that was just a. But that. But they let Ron Wilson the Hall of Fame. So. Well, look yeah. what and look what Troy. Well, look what Troy Vincent is still doing today. Exactly. I'm, I'm a gonna, huge I mean, advocate of, and I'm pretty sure. If you look back at the scouting reports on him back in the day, there was probably some decent comments made about how well-spoken, mature, intelligent he was, and that's an intangible that a lot of times doesn't become too enough of the conversation when you talk about a player. There's been so many guys that have had tons of ability, like I'll use Jamarcus Russell as an example. Could not, Dude could not pick up the pro game mentally at all. No, and yeah, I mean, that was, again, I'm just saying that, you know, Everybody makes mistakes in the draft. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Ron Wolf's a Hall of Famer, but he made that he made a terrible mistake in that draft taking Buckley over Vincent. Um, but I'm not, but that's my point. Where we're getting back to corners as opposed to running back. I think see, I think you get running back. They kind of do fall off trees. I mean, Aaron Jones fell off a tree. He was a fifth round pick out of UTEP. He's not supposed to be this good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he is. You know, Carson from who Seattle got. He got they got him after Jones. They got him with the 249th pick. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can get 
that's why like I would never I can't say never, but I wouldn't take a running back in the first round. I don't I that's why I thought Dylan went a little high in the second round. Yeah, running backs are, are gonna be abundant for the foreseeable future and the reality is as much as we love Jones and everything that he's done, the Packers are gonna have options to bring somebody in whether they draft them and you don't even have like you said you don't have to go in round one there's just a lot of or yeah or two or three yep it's it's still an avenue for guys to break into the league and even though we're not seeing as many running backs get second contracts you figure you wonder eventually when kids coming up are going to say you know what I don't want to go in as a running back because I'm only going to have a chance to play four or five years in the NFL if I switch to receiver or defense or something else maybe I could play longer so, but it's going to be a while before we see that drop off. So you're going to, they're going to have their choice. The, the I agree. No, I, I, I agree. That's why if I'm Jones, I'm thinking, and if he really does like it in Green Bay, and he likes the coaching staff, and he like that's the thing too. You got to be happy. I mean, players, money. Hey, listen, the money's going to be good. The money's going to be good no matter. I mean, it's not like Green Bay's going to offer him a minimum contract. They're going to get offer millions and millions, a bunch of millions up front. So I mean, it, you know, and let me say this too. I, I mean, the cost of living in Wisconsin. And Green Bay, Wisconsin, isn't what it is in Los Angeles or New York or Philadelphia, right? I mm-hmm. mean, so that money spends a little, a, a little more. You got that's good. That's a consideration. I know a lot of guys like that's why the Florida team they don't have the state tax. That makes a big difference sometimes with players. But you got to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, you know, of course you want to make money and, and take care of your family and whatever else. But you got to be in a situation. You know, he seems to like it. He really does. And he seems to be well liked by his teammates, by the by the staff. Um, again, I, I think all that play, plays in. Yeah, oh, it definitely does, as it should. If you if you've got yeah, like if you've got a family, that's that's going to be an important factor in having. And he, and he just had a son, right? Yeah, it wasn't his. Aaron Junior was just born a couple weeks ago. You know what I don't know. Yeah, I think he said that during that, that uh, conference call that he did with the writers earlier in the week. Well, that, there you go. So, Packers fans, there's one more thing to, to cling Aaron Jones on to Green Bay. Well, his agent said there's been discussions and there will be more. Yep. I don't know how robust those conversations have been, but at least at least they're talking. Whereas we've seen the Packers not talk to any Like, you know, Micah Hyde yep. is, is an example. Like, some of those guys that never – Blake Martinez, like, never heard a word from the team, and that's obviously – a sign yeah, that the team's they, got other plans. Were, exactly. And the fact that they're still talking means that one side didn't tick off the other side. I mean, it's not like the Packers offer, you know, the Packers' number was so low that his agent said, forget this, we're not even going to talk to him. And it's not like Jones's number was so high that the Packers said, well, no, we're not getting, we're going nowhere near that number. So they're probably, I'm sure, you know, they always, listen, the agent always starts high and the team always comes in low, but. If the if the window isn't that big, it can close and you can come come to a deal. If, you know, if I've seen negotiations where they're they weren't even close, and so you just know it's not getting done. The the player values himself like he's a, he should be the top three paid in the league, and the team is saying, listen, you know, we don't we think you're good, and we don't think you're that good. So that they they, they don't get it. yeah, we've seen that happen before too. I don't I don't foresee the the Packers tend to keep it clean. So I, I believe that there's been good conversations, and but I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to come out of it? But let, the burning question mark is: Have you gotten? Yeah. Have you gotten to 33 yet in your number ranking for all-time no. Packers? And no, okay. Where no, are you? I've only gone. I've only done to one through 19. All right. So are are there any surprises that you're willing to talk? I mean, is have there been any um, that you think the fans will look at and say, "Oh yeah," or they or they would maybe disagree with? You know what? The first, well, one through nine was. Um, there, there wasn't. I don't think there was any arguments, to be honest. Um, what I'm doing, though, I'm and I'm doing this cold. I'm, I, I I do ten at a time, and I look them up as I do them. 
and I pick them, you know, I'm learning some that are pretty interesting. Like that only one player ever wore number one for the Curly Lambo. Hmm. How about that? Okay. Only one player ever ever wore number one. So that was, I mean, that was a pretty easy pick. How about this one? Bart Starr, my favorite player of all time, number 15, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and obviously he was my number 15. Do you know he actually wore number sixteen when he got to, when he when he got to his first year? He wore number he wore number sixteen. I didn't did know not. That. I didn't know that. No, but yeah, I didn't think anybody knows that. I don't. Think, I'm not sure he ever played in a game with it, but he wore number. He had he was originally assigned number sixteen. So, but but I mean, there were some easy like Favre four was easy. Favre and Horning at five. They were they were pretty simple. Um, there was something nineteen was kind of tough, and I gave I gave it to Bill Schroeder who wore nineteen early on and then switched to eighty four. Because there really wasn't any other nineteen. I didn't know. I didn't know he wore nineteen. That's interesting. Yeah, he wore his first two, two or three years. I guess he had to wait. He wanted it. He eventually became what eighty four. Well, right? I'm glad he wore nineteen. He would have never made your list with eighty four. I can tell you that. No, nah, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> or eighty, whatever. He's with eighty seven. I forget what number he's he switched to. But eighty four. Yeah. My guess is, you know, when he got there, he was an undrafted guy, so he he just took a number. And he, the number he wanted was being – that happens a lot. You know, players come in from college, wherever, and they, they have a number they want, but if a veteran has it, they're not getting it. Um, unless you're, you know, number one top pick or something. But um, even then, sometimes you have to wait. Reggie White – and people don't, don't realize this. Re- Reggie White's first year in Philly, he wore 91. Okay. He didn't, he didn't become 92 till the, till, till the next year. And, again, somebody must have had 92, and Reggie never won. He didn't he – didn't, Make you know he didn't call waves. He said, "All right, I'll wear ninety one, and they get whoever wore ninety two was wasn't around the next year." And he said, "Okay, give me ninety two And he and he got retired by two different teams. Yep. Yeah, I remember William Henderson changed numbers. Yeah, he was thirty five, and then he switched to or was he thirty? And then he switched to thirty three. Yep, I think thirty to thirty three, right? It was the other way around. I don't remember which one was first now. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm doing. I'll, I'll be doing the twenty this week, twenty to twenty nine. Uh, I, I have looked at it. There'll be a lot of the two topics we kind of talked about today. There'll be some running backs on there and, and some uh, defensive backs on there. Naturally. Makes sense. So Awesome. Good stuff. Well, we'll do this again in another week. Look forward Paul to – Paul will be back with us next week, hopefully. Paul will be back with us next week and look forward to what we're going to chat about. I know we've got some ideas. We won't tease too much here. But you can find Mark's great work over at Packer Report, as always. And I, every once in a while, make an appearance at Dairyland Express. So that's where you can find our stuff. Mark, enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we will talk to you guys real soon. As always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.